Welcome to the Friends with Benefits podcast, a business podcast about revenue generating partnerships, not a podcast about business time with friends. We're your co-hosting couple. I'm Jason. And I'm Sam. Welcome to the show, friends. Welcome to the first ever episode of Friends with Benefits, a business podcast about revenue-generating partnerships. This is not a podcast about business time with friends. That's a different podcast. Don't go there, people. We are your hosts. I'm Sam, and this is Jason. Friends. Friends. Who's friends? We call it? Who's host or friends? Uh, both and more. We're your friend host. Host friends? Frost? We are married. Um, some of you affectionately call us the Yarbies, so... Yarby? Yarby 1? Yarby 1A? <laughs> That's... I don't know why I got the downgrade there, but... Great to I was always oh, the first. You Fine, you did own that brand. I married into it. Um, what are we doing? Why are we here? We're podcasting. We're, we're here to start a podcast because, you know, we need more podcasts in the world. And we, we really want to, to create a podcast that allows us to talk to a bunch of our friends that we get to work with, but also kind of talk about how to build purpose-built relationships that generate revenue. That's what the whole Friends with Benefits podcast is about and concept and partnerships. That's kind of what we're here to talk about because that's what we do. Partnerships. Partnerships as in like a business context. And, and we're partners. I was going to say in more than one sense. Um, so yeah, we have these conversations all the time around the dinner table anyway. So we figured why not record them and bring our friends into the fold? Yeah. We, we talked about recording those conversations around the dinner table, but we have two small kids now. So in between talking about our partnerships and our days, we're just yelling at kids to eat your peas, but we're not going to record. Get those. your hand out of your. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, we're just going to talk about like our, our daily when the kids are at daycare. So what is our experience in partnerships? Like what brings us to the table to be able to talk about this? Well, um, we both currently work in partnerships and have for a while now. Um, you longer than me, but that story is kind of funny. It's quite, it's quite, a, we should, we could talk about that here. Go for it. Okay. So yeah, we're, we're both in partnerships. A little bit of context. Um, I'm not going to get into like what led me to partnerships because that's a whole podcast in and of itself. Actually, I think that story is on Mason Crosby's podcast, The Marketing Ladder, if you want to go check it out. But uh, I've got a few different careers. Motivational speaker is one. Hit me up about that one. Sales, marketing. And then I got into partnerships back in... Hold the phone. High school mascot. <laughs> yes. I was a high school mascot, uh, which kind of kicked off the whole nonsensical career and things that I you know, just want to throw out there that are just dumb and that I've done. <laughs> There's way more than that. Yeah, high school mascot. Um, yeah, I got into partnerships in like 2017, 2018. I've lost track of time now. And I started partnerships at, at PFL, Printing for Lust. Um, and I was there for a couple of years working with a lot of our friends, Marnie Reed. And uh, when I left, I was like, well, how do we replace you? You were doing a lot of different things like mascotting. I mean, uh, what do they call that? SMEs, a subject matter expert. Thought leadership. I was I was talking a lot on behalf of PFL, evangelizing evangelist. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe you should talk to Sam. You should, you should hire my wife. 
And I remember Nick and Marnie both kind of laughed. And then Marnie went, wait, that's actually not a bad idea. Because obviously she knew you, knows who you are. And so they interviewed you and they gave you the job. So you earned partnerships at PFL after I left, immediately after I left, which put us in a partnership household. That is true. Um, and I, that was three years ago. Three plus years ago. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Long time now. So that means I've been in partnerships for six, seven years, whatever. That I don't, We're in partnerships, not math. <laughs> that is true. Um, where'd you go after PFL? Mm, we're, we're going that route. I went to a company called Terminus, VP of Partnerships. From there, I went to Drift, uh, Conversational Marketing, not Chatbot. Uh, and I, where I was head of global partnerships for a minute and recently left there and started a new job as of about a couple of weeks ago, as we speak right now. Totally. I want to talk about that later in a minute because there's some, there's some stuff to dig in there. Um, what kind of partnerships have you led, built? Hmm. Um, all of them. So with the PFL to help them build the SI agency model. Uh, did that, brought on a lot of partners that are friends to this day uh, to keep it contextual. Uh, then I moved into managing Marketo, Salesforce, um, ISV integrations, all the the facets therein of, you know, spent some time back in my day managing influencer and affiliate partnerships. So I've kind of been around this game for a long time with a lot of different partners, which is you know, a little bit different than what you're managing, which is? Uh, Salesforce. Heard of those guys. Yep. Um, well, when I took the partnership over, we had a lot going on, but nothing was super. Let, let me rephrase this. There was a there was a dip in, in the handoff. And so a lot of the partnerships were just sitting there. So I looked at Salesforce as our. I'd say that's because I wasn't there. That's what I just said. Insinuating. Got it. <laughs> Just got to clarify. <laughs> um, Salesforce was very reactive for us, but they were a great partner. So we decided to become really proactive about it. Um, and we spend, I would say, 90% of our time there now. And it's become our cornerstone partnership that we are really, really proud of and is producing a lot of results for PFL. So we can get into that. I think that's a whole podcast in and of itself because... I get a front row seat to watching, and I spend more time watching than I probably do working, but, um, you know, for different reasons. But uh, you've built something truly unique and truly fun to watch. It's like, I haven't seen anybody treat the Salesforce partnership the way that you and your team have. Like, you've got a, a team of, what, six now, just focus on Salesforce. Yeah. You've got a whole flow, a whole process, you've operationalized it. It's rather incredible, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, but I think the foundation of it, which leads us back to this podcast, is it's not just like a partnership of company to company. It's breaking that down to the human to human level. And yeah. that's kind of what we're here to talk about today is like, well, today and, and forward of how do you build those purpose built relationships and why do they matter and what value can they bring to the business as a whole? Um, you have some thoughts on that, as everybody in partnerships should, but really should. Yeah. <laughs> So we kicked it off by saying that you were here to talk about how to build purpose-built relationships. And I think that's really what it's all about, whether you're in the business context, the friend context, you know. For the married context. 
the paid context <laughs> exactly uh it's you you build your relationships to be you're purposeful you know you, you're going down this path this time this you know this engagement with people and it's got to have some purpose behind it otherwise you just find yourself not wanting to spend time with those people you know so for me it's like how do we build purpose-built relationships from a you know a, a friend perspective and a business perspective you know, it all starts with a, a, with a few key principles, in my opinion. And if we want to kick off on those, like, you know, it's really, truly, genuinely wanting to connect with people, being a part of people's lives. You know, we're very fortunate in that we get to, you know, we get paid to make friends. It's kind of the running joke around here and to, to some of the family. It's like, you know, just we get paid to make friends. We'll talk about what that looks like from a professional standpoint later, but you know, just for those of you who don't know what we do, we just get paid to get paid to get we get paid to make friends, and we do that by genuinely connecting, really wanting to to work with those that we give a damn about, that we like, that are good people, and really want to reciprocate the work that we have to put into this together. Also helps that you know there's people that we want to do events with. We do a lot of fun happy hours, outings, events, and stuff like that. So if you're going to spend that level of time you know, make sure you like the people that you work with and you can only get to do that by genuinely connecting with somebody. And I think that means beyond just the business perspective, too. Like, what are their spouses' names? Do they have kids? What do they like to do on the weekends? Like, get to know these people as people, not just business partners. Um, and that's only going to help create confidence um, and, you know, ways that you can go to market together because you're doing it with your friends. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about giving a damn. Uh, the other piece is, you know, really providing value, especially in this context of, of partnerships. You know, on this desk somewhere is a post-it note I've had since my PFL days that says value builds trust. Trust creates relationships and relationships bring ROI. But it all starts with value. You know, how do you find the ways to help? And oftentimes, like creating ways to help. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're building partnerships with, with other companies, specifically you know, in, in the agency space, it's how do we find ways to help that agency or that channel partner, so to say, you know, build their business on, on the backs of our product. So it's all about the value that you can provide out the gate. Let's talk about the community of the partnership world, industry, and how important that is. I think that's that's everything, right? Because we call it the nearbound network. You know, it's all about the who. So we, we, we talk about like, People aren't buying based off of, of, of a how, like, how does this work for me? How does it perform for me? But who, who is using this product? Who do I know that's doing this? You know, that, you know, another part of like how to build purpose, build relationships, I think is, you know, how do you make your circle bigger, right? How do you build more? How do you bring more community in? You know, how do you um, establish this network that's willing to help out and get involved and be a part of what you're doing? So like the only way to do so is to truly treat this as a community. You know, I've, you know, I've, I've got this concept of, uh, leave no bridge to burn or rust. Right. So like, it's true. And that, that means like, try to keep, try to keep the people in your circle, right? You can call it, you know, not pissing people off, you know, not having any enemies kind of thing. But, you know, for me, it's all about, you know, keeping people, people close, people, keeping people in my community and really, again, giving a damn about who they are, what they do and how I can help them. I'm driven by people and I'm driven around how to help people. And that's, I think, what makes a thriving community. And at the end of the day, that also 
is what drives a thriving partnership program is, you know, how are you helping those programs be more successful? I think the other thing, too, I know we're going to dive into this with guests because it's something that you and I feel really strongly about, but maybe is overlooked by partnership professionals often is that community for partnership people is often external, but the importance of building that internal community is paramount. Is in order to have a successful program, you cannot just sit in a silo within your own org. You have to understand how you can help marketing, how you can help product, how you can align more closely with sales in order to, as Jason just said, drive revenue. Because um, if you're not doing that through internal partnerships, you're on an uphill battle that is not going to end well. So I just want to dive into something here because you just kind of glanced over it really quickly. But I know this is relevant to a lot of people right now because the market's kind of tough. Things are happening with partner programs, but you just landed a new job. So yay. Congrats. Uh, can you talk about what that experience was like? Because so many people reached out to me and were like, that was fast. How did that happen so quickly? Uh, that that one word we just talked about, community. Yeah. Right. I When... I was part of a layoff of the last role. And once that happened, like my community, my network, people I've partnered with in the past got busy sharing my name to other people out there. I put a few messages out there. Before I knew it, I had interviews just stacked up. Very fortunate to have had that happen. Um, and as a result, I had a lot of conversations in the beginning and has a lot of really great conversations that progressed pretty fastly, you know, pretty swiftly, quickly. What's the word there? Quickly. Taylor Swift. quickly, yeah, Taylor Swiftly. Um, and so as a result, what I began doing is to, again, make that circle bigger. I was having a lot of conversations. I had a ton of people reach out asking about roles. So I yeah, purposefully made my circles bigger and opened up those coffee chats that yep. I was doing and uh, went way beyond like what I expected them to become. I was booked every day for like three weeks. And uh <laughs> I had a really long honey-do list while he was looking for a job, and he was working the whole time without a job. I, I didn't get the dryer fixed. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, well, it's working, but well, anyway, I, I did these coffee chats, and I was able to, to help a ton of people out and, and have some really great conversations, make some introductions, get things moving for, for others, and give some good feedback and ideas, and talk to some new partner leaders and give them some insight and help around like my experience, so... Again, like, you know, my community and network got busy helping me land my next gig, which we did. And then as a result, I turned that into helping make my community bigger, make my circles bigger. And through, you know, purpose-built relationships and purpose-built um, connections. And, yeah, I love what you, I mean, you really opened up your network to other people. And that's how, you know, that's the definition of making the circle bigger. And if You've seen this time and time again, as have I, but anytime you do that, it's only going to move things forward in ways you may not, in ways you may not know. What, tell it, let's talk about our life just quickly outside of partnerships, because I think that is really, it makes who we are in our business life better. Yeah, probably good for, you know, those few listeners out there that you know don't know who we are. That's, you, people that are listening right now is, hi, mom, uh, that probably know who we are. But on that, like, yeah. So tell us, how did we meet? And what was it like from, you know, your perspective? <laughs> well, um, actually, we met on Twitter before we met in person. This is true. Yeah. Yes. Back in the back in the heyday, before Elon. 
Um, and back when Twitter was cool. Yeah. And we met on Twitter and then we were living in Charlotte, North Carolina, and there was a like a community happy hour, if we'll call it that. That was kind of how it all started. A few months later, we met again at the happy hour. You asked me to dinner. I did. Yep. We Sorry, the dinner. same event. It was, I remember it was outside. It was very hot. I was you were sweaty. Shirt, and I'm a very sweaty person when it's hot. And it, despite all odds being against me, <laughs> a sweaty, nervous fool, like he still said, sure, let's do this. Yeah. We went to dinner. He took me to a really fancy dinner and I said, let's blow this joint. And we went to a smoky, gross dive bar. Yeah. The little dive bar. We finished this nice dinner. She's like, you want to go to a dive bar? And I think my next words were, do you want to get married? But it was a little <laughs> bit too soon, obviously. But yeah, we're here. So yeah, now we now we have moved across the country. Well, now, but seven years ago, but now we live in Bozeman, Montana. Sure do. Uh, I was born and raised here. Um, so we actually we lived a lot of places. We can get into that another time. But we decided to move back here, uh, and it has blown up like crazy because of COVID. But that's kind of fun because now there's a lot of partner people here, and our community yeah. has grown to be. Not so virtual and a little more, um, yeah, remote. We're now, now we're now a little tech community. Uh, we've got a little Bozeman Slack group that when I first joined was 120, now it's over 500. And we've got, you know, like you said, a lot of partner people here that we will hopefully have in our office recording live with us, like Cody and Tom and Marty and a few others. That'd be awesome. And when we're not talking partnerships, uh, we love playing outside, hiking. We both love fly fishing and skiing. So if you're looking for an excuse to have a partner meeting in Montana. I'm looking for an excuse to have a partner event or a partner summit in Montana. So Sponsors, if you hear this, goals. <laughs> nice plug. Yeah. If anybody wants to host a partner event here, let, let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll put it on. We'll host it. We'll throw you everything that you need to do. <laughs> And I think it should be noted, we mentioned earlier, but we also have two kids, so we're full-time with that. Yeah, and we use them to, to our benefit as much as possible. We bring them on calls. <laughs> just just kidding, they're in daycare. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, two and almost four, so we are yeah. full-time with that, and that requires a whole nother level of partnership that we can get into at another time. But Yeah, especially as, we, we, as we're entering travel season and everything going on, so it's it's a it's a good uh, mix of learning how to partner together in this business context, working relationship, and everything else, and kids. But anyway, they're good kids, little yarbies, <laughs> Lily arms. We're uh, we're super stoked to to be launching this podcast and to bring in our friends uh, to the table. Those that we have you know beneficial relationships with, those that we've built partnerships with, those that we maybe don't even know. We'll have some of those on the on the show, and they'll become new friends. We'll make those circles bigger, and uh, we'll. Be sharing with you guys everything we learn and fast as we, we can we can go. Looking forward to it. See you next time, friends. <laughs>